And I'm like, why can't I remember this? And I would be so hard on myself because my brain couldn't grasp all of that I'm reading in the book or the podcast or whatever. And then it just dawned upon me that it's like, well, because you're not being your true self. When you are your true self and it's your essence that comes out, then you'll start dropping all these jewels that are yours. And then people will start quoting you. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. So one of the number one things I get asked all the time is, Lance, when are you going to launch a podcast course? When can I learn to do what you do? So now the time has finally come. And I've partnered up with another fellow podcaster, Julian Guterlei from Green Planet, Blue Planet. We have over 400 episodes combined, reached multiple tens of thousands of people and impacted a lot of lives. We decided to come together and create an eight-week program. We're going to do eight 90-minute calls throughout the process. We're going to break down how it all works from start to finish. Podcasting is an interesting game right now. But a lot of people fail because they don't get the right information in the beginning and they either quit because they underestimate the amount of work it takes or they just don't know what they're doing. So we want to provide you something so that you can learn from the mistakes we made, start it off, hitting the ground running and actually have success. So having an eight-week program where we're going to have a small group, 10 to 12 people, we're going to be able to talk. We're going to be able to communicate and really figure out what questions you have, what's stopping you, and how to break through any barriers like that. So you're going to be able to launch this thing feeling amazing and confident. And not only that, it's a community feel. So it's always better to have a support group around you when doing something like this. And I believe this will be a life-changing opportunity. So we're looking for 10 to 12 people. If you're interested or you feel called to this, I highly recommend checking it out. You can find on my Instagram, lance.esios. It's in the bio, the top one. It says, launch your own podcast course. If you click on there, it'll give you all the information. And then we can hop on a call and answer any questions that you have. So, I highly suggest if you're feeling called to start a podcast, but if you don't have the tools, the resources, you don't know how to do it, this is perfect for you. We'll help you the entire way to start and launch your podcast so it can be successful. So if you're feeling called, check it out. Link is in the bio on my Instagram, or if you feel like you want more information beforehand, send me a DM, happy to answer any questions or email me anytime. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. For all of you newbies out there, if this is your first time joining University of Adversity, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple to stay on top of all the episodes. We release them Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't want any of you guys to miss that. So that being said, today's conversation was such an empower, such a powerful conversation. I I probably had goosebumps the majority of it because the stuff that she was saying and the stuff that we were talking about really aligned with me because we're both on transformations. We're both in different journeys of our lives doing different things, but we both are really on that same trajectory. And, you know, this woman has been able to create massive success 
and she's only 24, but she's realized that sometimes all the accolades, the cars, the money, all that doesn't bring the fulfillment. So she's on a journey of personal growth and she just finished a very um, important surgery that we'll get into that has impacted her life in a big way. And the story behind that is absolutely amazing. So you don't want to miss this. Listen to this right to the end. And I promise you, you're going to get so much value. You guys, I love having, you know, such a wide range of people because I believe that, as I've said before, adversity shows up in every single person's life. And to be able to speak and talk to all these different people from all walks of life who've been able to create success, there's always the same thing. Everybody goes through adversity, but what tools do you have to get through it? I know you guys will get a lot out of this. If you do, leave us a review. I would be really appreciated if you also can share it in a story. I love you guys. Enjoy the episode. Maria, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Look at that setup. Hold on a second. What's going on here? This is not, I'm hearing you from elsewhere. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Ah, good. I, I got, I mean, not as good as your setup, but I got some. Oh, uh, it's mine's like the most basic setup. <laughs> like, it's like I got this mic and I just put it right here and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, it's super, super uh, basic. How's my sound? Can you hear me well? Yeah, it's good. Are you using, you're using the the um, Yeti, right? The blue Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, it's not blue; it's black. But the black Yeti. <laughs> the black Yeti. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm using. So, how you feeling? What's going on? I feel good. I feel good. Yesterday was a rough day for me. Um, I got my drains taken out. I was telling you earlier, yeah. and. Um, got my drains taken out and then the, the stitching and like the, the taping around and it was it was she warned me the, the nurse warned me that it was gonna hurt and some people pass out but I'm like oh I'm so strong I'll be fine I almost passed out so <laughs> wow yeah yeah so for for everybody that doesn't know what that is what is that what's your drains taken out Right. So <laughs> even I'm rewind. like, yeah, yeah. Let's first of all, this is, this is, so I want everybody to know this is the first time that we're chatting. We haven't had a pre-chat. We've like just on Instagram a little bit. We're in the same group. We're in fit for service. And yeah, this is like the first time. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this. And I know that you just got out of the surgery and it's like, I'm surprised you're even doing this interview today because most people would be sleeping probably for a few days. So I admire your courage. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So um, I got these little things removed. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this implants. Yeah. yeah. I had them uh, handy for those that are listening and not watching. I have my implants in my hand. Um, and uh, we'll dive into the deeper story behind that. But I uh, had surgery on Thursday. They removed my implants and uh, they just reconstructed my breast to what I was naturally before getting them done. Um, and it's a very uh, complex surgery. It was not easy. Uh, people think, all right, well, it's just as easy as adding you remove. And that's not the case. Uh, up until now, I'm still uh, moving around T-Rex style. So like, <laughs> I can uh, only yeah. 
my arms like this and that's about it thankfully my mother has been staying with me she came over and she has been an angel you know um with uh, the mothers she's been doing like pineapple juice to heal inside and all these different things so yesterday was my uh drain removal point appointment because when you remove your breast they leave you your implants your breast implants uh they leave you with uh drains mm. uh so all the blood can drain out pretty graphic <laughs> yeah. and uh during my appointment um Again, uh, she warned me. It's, I mean, I haven't been taking any medication. I took probably the first two days to go to sleep, and that's it. I try to be as holistic as I can with my body and just not put uh, foreign things that have been manufactured. And you know, uh, so it was, it was unexpected. It just like I was doing my breath work, and I was sitting there, and she was removing everything little by little and it got to a point where like I almost passed out and I was like whoa you need to stop and they had to give me like a a alcohol pad um to smell and uh ventilate me for a little bit give me some water it was rough and not to mention like not only was it rough physically but mentally yesterday was a tough day because it finally hit me you know what I did the the what the decision I made that has a huge impact you know when you get your breast done it's sort of like you know what cool I got the money let me get my boobs done yay I have boobs when you remove those boobs you know uh it's a different story uh so it was a mentally challenging day for me yesterday that's a really interesting point because the fact that you know, it's such a popular thing, you know, women getting their boobs done. I mean, it's, 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 it's when you think about it, it just seems like so crazy, but it's such a normal thing, right? And the fact that you got them taken out, because I know that you've had quite the transformation and, you know, spiritually and all that, which we'll get into, but it's, let's start out with, first of all, why did you get them in the first place? And- what is the reason? Because there's so many people and maybe, you know, certain people have different reasons why, but where were you at in your place, your life that made you feel like you needed to get those things? So, uh, I just want to add to that. Uh, as I started this journey, uh, I would talk to different guys, you know, part of, uh, for service and whatnot. And you would start hearing how, and this is so bizarre, but it's actually normal for a woman to have implants. And it's the one that doesn't have the implants. That's the not normal, the abnormal one. Right. So I would like talk to different guys and I don't know if it's your same situation. They would tell me, yeah, all my girlfriends, you know, especially Hispanic girls, they all have implants. And then the one that didn't was the rare, weird one. Like she was the odd one out. She was the black sheep, you know, Uh, which is so strange and bizarre. Like that's what society is right now. Literally. It's crazy to think (laughs) about that. Really. When you think about it, like that's insane. Yeah. So, uh, it really put things into perspective when I started talking to guys about this, right? Because yeah. of course, as, as a woman, you're concerned, like, mm, you know, my future partner, how is he going to feel that I don't have implants or that I have a big scar or things like that? So I would pick up my guy friend's brain, see what they would say. And 
to hear that was like, huh. And then you got those that said, hey, don't worry, we're all about butt, so don't worry about the boobs, yeah. <laughs> which is a total guy thing to say. Um, That's but, what I would say, by the way. That's what I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, you see? So um, there you go. Um, taking it back. So I was 18 years old. Uh, a little bit of background on me. I am right now, I'll be 24 in 25 days, actually. It's my birthday month. Awesome. And um, I came here from Colombia when I was 10. Uh, so at 18, I decided I wanted to get my breast done. Now, this was something that I wanted since I could remember because it was the thing to do. Now, in Colombia, where I'm from, uh, for your 15th birthday, for your 16th birthday, for your high school graduation, bachelor's, uh, you know, for your birthday, they would give you, your parents would be like, oh, well, here's your birthday. Congratulations. You got your pair of boobs, which again, another bizarre thing the society is like accustomed to. Very crazy. So uh, it was in my case, my mother was not one to say, here are your boobs. Uh, but I grew up around seeing, okay, the Colombian woman is just that perfect. And think about it. I mean, you think of a Colombian woman and everybody thinks of the perfect, you know, just hourglass shape, the boobs, the butt, the nice flat stomach, the long black hair. Mm. Uh, that's the perfect Colombian woman. And so you grow up and you're seeing all these idols, all these women that you look up to, and they are like that. And they look beautiful and they have the perfect husband and they have the perfect life so you're looking at that from the outside not knowing what's really happening in the inside and you just want that so at 18 I worked my butt off to be able to afford my first pair of boobs um so I got them done here by a doctor in the United States I did not go to Colombia like most people do um, and I got saline because here in, uh, at least in the state of Florida, you have to be 21 to get gel. Um, so under 21, you got to do saline. So I did saline. When I woke up, the doctor added more than I asked for. He just said, oh, you had more room. So I put more. And ever since, it was a life full of just back pain, shoulder, and they were just very heavy because what happens is, Women don't stop growing until they're 21, 25. So I was 18 and I had not fully developed. Uh, so I was a size B and I get this implant. He puts more than I asked for. I end up being like a double D and my breasts continue to grow as I get older. And then I end up being a triple D. So I'm a little in a, you know, I'm 5'3", I'm short. Um, so I'm this little short girl with these big boobs and just carrying all that heavy baggage, literally. Yeah. Um, so that was my mindset when I first got them. Uh, there was, um, I think that if I dive deeper into that and pe peel back the onion, I would say that it was a lack of self-love. Actually, I wouldn't. That is the reason. Uh, if I had the 18-year-old me in front of me and I asked her, why are you doing this? And go deeper into just not just looking at some Colombian woman and this is what you're supposed to do. Like, why are you doing that? And uh, I feel that it was lack of self-love. Uh, and what happens when you don't when you don't have self-love, you start looking at the outside and. Uh, and what you can do to supplement or to like fill that void rather than just dealing with what's inside of you. Right. Um, and I think that's what I did. 
And uh, nothing, you know, when you have that void or when you have that lack of self-love, nothing's ever enough. Um, and so you got those women that we idolize and say, oh, they're so beautiful. They, then they have their, their lips done, their nose done, their hair done, their this, their that. And you see it's a continuing, it's a, it's a pattern. It's just nothing's ever enough because they're just adding to the, to the outside without just diving deep inside and saying, all right, what's missing inside of me? Uh, that is causing me to add more on the outside. It's so true. It's, you know, and to switch it, like I remember when I was 20, I did a big cycle of steroids because I was trying, again, I didn't feel I was enough either because of that at the time, right? We see these images on TV and magazines, these guys ripped and, you know, shiny and, oh, that's who I want to be. And it's the same with women. You know, you see, we see this stuff in the media. And if you're not that, then you're not the ideal shape or the ideal body. And it goes both like, you know, men go through that too. And it's, it's crazy to think about, you know, now looking back and to think about, you know, the transformation of like where I came from to where I was thinking that that was a necessary thing to now. It's just like, you know, you just want to go back to that, that younger self and just give him a hug. Cause it's like, what are you thinking? You know, give like him that pep, pep talk. Yeah. And, and I get curious to think with all, all the women now that do have them, how many of them would go back and, or actually look at that self that got them now that they're where they're at, you know, cause a lot of them are on the personal development journey as well. A lot of people are shifting, you know, would they, would they still want them? You know, are, is there going to be a bunch of, you know, people wanting to get them out as well because it doesn't align with who they are or I don't know. It's an interesting conversation because it is a bizarre thing to think about that, to have to feel that you have to get those in the first place. Like if you actually think about what is happening. <laughs> and I think, I, I think um, that's why it's so important to, for everybody that's going through that shift to share their journey. And that's why I've been so raw and yeah. just open. And I mean, you saw the post I shared yesterday. It was, it was tough. It yeah. took a lot of courage for me to share. I was not in the best state. You could see my scars. But I think it's so important to share that. And the feedback I got was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, because you've got those women that you've got the younger generation uh, that is just about getting to that 18 year old me that wanted them. Yeah. Then you've got those that are a little older and have been able to like wait and still want them. And you got those that are going through the, which is how I started. Okay, well, it's time for me to change them. Should I go smaller or then do I remove them? So it's like, almost like I'm giving them, it's a sign I'm giving them, right? Um, and it's just beautiful to, again, be able to share and have, uh, look, I'm not going to be that advocate that's going to say nobody get their breasts done you need to be natural because I went through a process so my process started with I had extensions I had the long black hair extensions I had the eyelashes I had the excessive amounts of makeup the long fake nails and I started stripping all of that away as I went through this beautiful 
uh, journey of self-discovery and self-love. And uh, I'm not saying I'm going to remain, you know, bare of all of that for the rest of my life. I may choose to put extensions back a year from now, two years from now, you know, I may, but I think it's so important to just, just be your raw self and just strip yourself from all of this and Mm -hmm. quarantine gave that space for a lot of women. And I think men too, we weren't being able to go get our nails on, go to the salon and get our hair done. So we strip ourselves away from all of this. And if you can learn to love yourself at your core and this raw version of you, then by all means, go ahead and add everything you want afterwards. So I'm not saying extensions are bad. I'm not saying, you know, all these things are bad. If you can add that and it's a a plus, it's an additive, then that's beautiful. But if it's a supplement, if it's a, it's a fill, uh, you know, to, to, to that void, then that's when I think you ought to do some work. So by, I'm not going to tell women, don't get your breasts done. I'm simply, and I got this question a lot. I did a live yesterday. I would get asked, what would you tell a young girl that wants to get their breasts done? And uh, I wouldn't be able to give them a message. I'd share my story and I would ask them, why do you truly want them? Yeah. You know, uh, really think about peel back that onion and go deeper into yourself. Uh, Is it because you truly want them? You know, it's something calling you. Is it for the ego and vanity? Or, you know, it's something that society deems that it's the right thing to do because you turned 18 or 21. Or it's because the man or the men you like are attracted to this type of women. Because then I started realizing these things and it's like, all right, well, I want to be like this women, but then I see that they're like, what, what word could I use? Uh, like they're seen as like a sex image, yeah. you know, then this, and then all of a sudden you get those type of men that are disrespectful to you that don't value who you are, that care so much about your image. So if you gain a little bit of weight or if you are pregnant and you get pregnancy weight, then it's not okay. Like if you base your relationship and the type of man you want to attract based on looks, then that's the kind of relationship you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started realizing this is like, I don't want that. Uh, because I had that at some point, and I just I want more of the soul fulfilling relationship, not the ego, and that's been my biggest uh, task. You know what I've been working on the most. You know, is this fulfilling my ego or is this fulfilling the soul? I love that. I admire you at 24 to be able to do that. And there's, I think, what you're doing is perfect with that generation of women because. And I really, I really like how you said that. It's not about telling people what to do or not to do. It's about sharing your truth. And hopefully your story will stop people from doing something that they may be on the fence about if they're not 100% sure. And you're right. If that's something you feel called to do, and you, you know, things are, it's something that you want to add to your life, like whatever, right? Everybody's at a different page, but using these external things to fill the void is never a good idea. It's just like chasing, chasing the job, chasing the car, chasing the boat, all these things. Those are always going to just, you're always going to still need to level up. It's never going to bring you the full fulfillment that you need. 
Absolutely. It's, it, it really is as much as, but it is again, it's fine to get nice things. It's fine to do that, but ask yourself why, you know, Mm -hmm. like what do we really need this thing for? Mm -hmm. And I personally, if there's guys out there that tell women, you need to get your, your lips done. You need to do all this. You need to do like, I don't know. I don't know why any guy would say something so ridiculous. Like, I don't know what kind of dudes there are out there that encourage that. But I, I mean, I just can't imagine why anybody would, you know, like it's, it's crazy. It's like, why would you? And, and then you got to ask yourself, like, is that the kind of guy you'd want? Like, cause I don't know any guys that really give a shit if someone's lips are done or any of this. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't, I don't personally love that look. I don't like it that much. Like I, I like more of a natural, that's just me. I, I, I don't know if it's more of, do you feel it's more of like a women, a woman comparison or do you think it's actually more doing it for the guys? Like I've always wondered that. Like, I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Definitely when a woman is secure and uh, their cup is full of love, yeah. then it's like, who gives a shit? And yeah. that is obviously reflected upon the men they attract because then you know that woman will attract the man that's like i don't give a shit i love you for who you are yeah duck duck lips or no lips you know whatever the case uh so it starts with the women but i mean in this day of age with social media for example um and i've realized that before i sort of stopped myself and uh went down this different path uh this beautiful spiritual path i was going down that road you know i was going down the road of i had so much luxury around me um and i was just portraying that i had i was married you know and and i had this like perfect uh picture uh that i would show to the public and so the luxury car the luxury home you know the shoes the bags um and then i realized i'm empty inside like I'm, I'm, I'm working to get all these things that I see other women have so then I get it and then I promote it. And it's just a cycle, a vicious cycle. You know, I see it on somebody that I admire. So then I have a voice, you know, and a platform. So then people see it on my platform. So then they want it. And then I just said to myself, I'm not in my truth by doing this and uh that's when i decided i stepped away from social media for a while because it no longer was identifying with who i was you know they saw this uh, entrepreneur businesswoman that kicked ass and super successful but i was empty inside and how could i teach people success if i didn't have the actual definition of success which is true happiness Mm. And when I realized that, I was like, I'm just, uh, I'm a, I'm a fake. What am I? And, Mm -hmm. and and so I stepped back and I didn't know how to share this. And then this whole thing came about where it was like my true moment to share and be open. And ever since I was just open and vulnerable about this is me, uh, it's been beautiful and I feel like I'm at truth with myself and with others and I've stripped away from like, yes, you want this house, you want all these things, you can have it, right? But you can have this and su- the true success, which is happiness, and it all starts with my inside. Actually, I'll tell you this, I was in the process of making a coaching program for realtors uh, to achieve the success that I achieved. 
And I totally went, hold on a second. I can't do this. I can't. And I took it back and I'm still, I'm basically you. going to like redo it because in order for you to achieve true long lasting success, there needs to be a spiritual portion of you. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not messing with anybody's religion. I'm talking more about feeling your cup of happiness you know as long as that cup of happiness is full then you can pour to everything else and your business will prosper mm. so 2020 has been 2019 was by far the best year for me uh business wise it was also the year that i would got a divorce so it was a rough year it was a year of being at my worst and getting up and identifying who is the new me right and uh 2020 came with quarantine i haven't had the amount of success uh per se business and money wise but the amount of growth that i've done in 2020 i wouldn't trade it for anything else mm. it's been just so powerful so i'm sort of doing like i'm reinventing myself because i realize there's so many people that look, look up to me there's so many people that want to be like me and i I wouldn't be at peace with myself, giving them an image that is not at all the full picture. So. Oh, wow. You're dropping so much gold there. Give me goosebumps <laughs> a couple times because it's so, there's so much truth there. It's your, like the alignment of what we show versus what is actually going on. And it's a huge issue on social media. And it feels so fucking empty sometimes when you know that you're not being in your truth, you know, to like try and I don't know what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to, we've all done it, but it, it feels so good to just be you, you know? And like, I think that's the thing that is such a hard thing for people to do is we compare ourselves to somebody that may have success that we look up to. And we try and become them, right? Like we try and change who we are to align with them. But then we're getting out of alignment because we're not them. We're our own person, right? Mm -hmm. It's good to have people to look up to. But let's say, for instance, even though like I love Aubrey, Marcus, or Kyle, those are two different people. Mm -hmm. can learn from them, but I'll never be them. I'll be me. I'll be Lance. And when you can really sit in that and understand that we are unique instruments, unique things, creatures, and to just be you, as simple as that sounds, that's literally what people crave. And mm -hmm. if you can be you and show up, you will bring the right people that align with you. People may, the people before may not align as much, but fuck them. Like, yeah, they start dropping like weeds. Yeah, it's like, it's better to just have the people that are actually aligned with the real you. And I think that's the issue with so many people is that they've built something based on that something that's not quite right. It doesn't feel quite right. And it sort of has that lingering feeling in the back of their minds. And I'm so glad you brought this up because this is such a common thing nowadays, yeah. right? And I mean, more people really just need to have that understanding and the self-awareness. Like, am I doing this exactly to satisfy my soul or am I satisfying my ego? Some part that's trying to keep me safe, 
you know absolutely inner child that and then the ego can also be disguised as the soul true so, true oof, yeah identifying that is yeah it's it's been this this stuff is just so fascinating to me because i'm on the same journey you are with learning all this stuff and when you can really unpack that the feelings we get and whether they're from the soul or the ego or it's disguised, but knowing that they are the different things and that it's okay to feel these certain things sometimes, because if we think it's all one thing and not, and it's just, we have these thoughts, sometimes we'll beat ourselves up because we think, Oh, I'm having this thought. Like it's so bad. Like why, you know, but when we understand the ego and the different parts, you go, huh? Okay. I get it. I know why that's coming. And that compassion for yourself and that understanding for yourself is what really allows you to see that in other people too. And be at peace with yourself. Yeah. I mean, as all of this comes up, uh, you know that when, you, when you're talking to somebody and judgment comes up, that's actually judgment of yourself yeah and so i've had that happen to me a lot recently because since i'm sort of uh there's like a major shift happening with me and uh so a lot of things are surfacing of the woman i was before mm. and so it is so important to when that comes forward you acknowledge it and say this was me before this is me being judgmental of the person i was previous I love you. I forgive you. Come back. Right. So it's like that younger version of you, like grabbing her or him and saying, it's okay. I forgive you. I know you were a part of me. You're still a part of me, but this is the new me. And then bringing it all in. I get goosebumps as I me think. Too. About I got it, it too. Because, <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> because then that's when you're truly at peace. Yeah. Because you've done that piece with your past and you're aligned in alignment with, you know, the current you and the future you and what your higher self wants. Um, and that's actually what happened with this whole uh, decision of, of taking away my implants. It's a beautiful story because during one of my uh, mushroom ceremonies, my higher self told me that I needed to get rid of them that they did not serve me they were not part of the plan that was there for me and uh when that happened i was confused because i was given uh i was given a task to do i wasn't given the why uh, and so i was so afraid to even share because my thoughts were I'm on a roller coaster where one day I want to remove them the next I'm afraid and if I'm to share if I were to share this with other people then I would open up that container to everybody's advice based uh, on their level of knowledge or where they are in their life yeah so it would just be it would it wasn't good so I kept it to myself for a lot uh, uh, quite some time and then uh it, it all just, I, I remember I was in, in Cabo San Lucas and I get a call and they tell me, the doctor says, this was scheduled for September. I get a call and the doctor says, well, we got an opening for June 25th. Uh, do you want to take it? And I was just like, 
holy shit. Like I, I found myself finding out about these doctors by inertia just because, okay, my higher self told me this. Let me find out my options. Let me find out to change them. Let me find out to remove them. And then I get this call and it's like, oh, can I call you Monday? You know, let me see what work looks like. It wasn't about work. It was about what I looked like, what decision I finally wanted to make. So I was put on the spot. And I remember that Monday I uh, meditated and it, it happened to be the week of we had the FFS meetup, virtual meetup. And Aubrey plays this uh, this healing sound with oh my uh, God. <laughs> wife. And uh, I, I got goosebumps. And for the first time in my life, I held, it felt like I was holding my soul in my hand. Mm. Like I, I, I came out of my body and I was able to hold myself and understand the why. And it was so beautiful. I cried and I remember sharing. I don't know if you were part of it. Yeah, I was. It was amazing. I remember sharing and I was like trembling as I shared. And I'm like, I think I have my why. And, uh, you know, like, the decision has never been clearer. Oh, wow. So I called that Monday and I said, yes, let's do it, June 25th. And then a Thursday before June 25th, I hosted a Miami meetup here on my house and mm. I did a mushroom ceremony. Um, I still had not shared with everybody the journey publicly, just with my FFS people, um, my family, friends but not publicly, not on social media again, because I was this new version of me that did not align with who I portrayed on social media. So I was afraid to come out. And so that ceremony just gave me all the answers. And uh, I posted this video where I was just raw and honest. And um, it just gave me all my power back to, because I know I've been told plenty of times that I'm a healer. Uh, and it's, it sort of sucks to be told what your purpose is in life and not find it on your own because it's like, oh, shit, I'm a healer. Okay, mm, how do I, <laughs> you know, achieve that level or how do I complete my purpose? How do I, how do I serve my purpose? And so you know the end, but you don't know the why. You don't know how to get there. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge pressure on you to be this person that you know you are it's in you, but you need to take out. So I finally share, I let it all out. The amount of support I get from everybody is beautiful. Um, and uh, I feel at peace. I start sharing my journey. Well, the day of surgery comes and, you know, I, I worked very hard during those days, you know, meditation and just being in alignment to, to go through this process. And, uh, Surgery happens. I wake up from surgery and the doctor tells me your implants are texture implants and they're on recall. If you didn't take them out, you were going to get cancer or um, there was one other name um, because they're on recall for that. No and way. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I got my why. Whoa. So it was so beautiful to have answered my calling without knowing the why and sometimes you get the what and you don't get the why and you have to go about the what and get it done and you'll find your why and i did as i woke up from surgery and it was the most beautiful thing and it was like my, my higher self telling me this is what happens when you're in alignment with yourself and when you're answering you know to your call do you realize how 
amazing how crazy that story is. Like, like I mean, I just like I just can't even understand. Well, I can because I, I I understand and I'm learning more about this stuff. But like, how that how you hear these things, how you feel these things, and then you 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 take action and then you find out that if you didn't do it you could have potentially died like there's all these signals you had there's these things that came into your mind that like i need to take these out i'm getting mm. back pain mm. I'm, I'm i'm like i need it it's out of alignment there's all these mm. things but you could have easily gone fuck whatever no it's fine i like these things i look good you know mm. I, like I, I you know it could have easily done that and which is so many people do people don't listen to the nudges mm. The universe, they're just saying, hey, you know what? This might not be a good thing for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, shut up. I'm fine. You know? And, and those nudges will keep coming and eventually they manifest because mm -hmm. we don't listen. Right? Mm -hmm. And that is just such a profound story that that was, the, that was at the end the outcome of it because you literally saved your life by doing it. Absolutely. That. And if I go deeper into that, my mother had borderline cancer, my aunt had breast cancer, both breast cancers. So it's in my family. So I was at very high risk. And uh, it just, it's crazy oh. to me, uh, because my younger self would be looking up to someone like who I am now and saying, I want to be that person, but I wouldn't do the things to be that person. And that goes to what we were talking about. We look at these people. We want to be like them. We don't have our own essence. So we start to copy what they do, but without doing the actual work. So the way wow. I got into, I started with yoga, right? And so when I did, I started doing yoga, I was doing yoga for exercise, not for my brain, not for my inner self. It was because yoga was cool and it was the trophy wife thing to do to right. do yoga and it looked good and entrepreneurs are supposed to do yoga because it aligns you and it puts you in a better headspace and then i started realizing mm, like it really does you know i don't have anxiety anymore i'm able to handle business better so i'm like okay well maybe let me dive deeper into this so i started doing you know with this journey and then meditation i'd be like oh yeah i talk about meditation like i'm meditating whatever the case but it was just so loosely spoken um and i would continue to look up to all these different people and see what they're doing and copying their essence so maria was made out of various essence from various people it wasn't maria's essence mm -hmm. who maria is and this is what I was portraying to others. I was basically, basically a copycat. It sounds awful, but that's what we, most of most us are until are. we try, until we yeah. find ourselves. We're yeah. copycats of others. And I got to that, like, this is reality and you're a copycat. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't know what to say in this interview. I don't know what to put in this caption. And I would search at other people's captions other people's interview and I would try to remember their words how they said it because it sounded so beautifully and I would write it down and I'm like why can't I remember this and I would be so hard on myself because my brain couldn't grasp all of that I'm reading in the book or the podcast or whatever and then it just dawned upon me that it's like well because you're not being your true self when you are your true self and it's your essence that comes out then you'll start dropping all these jewels that are yours yeah. And then people will start quoting you. 
and I get goosebumps talking no, me about too. it. I feel like I've had goosebumps this entire conversation. <laughs> this is crazy. It's, it's a beautiful journey. Wow. It's been a beautiful journey. That's so true when you're saying that when you're in your truth, you just start dropping these things and people quote you and stuff like it's, it's funny. Even I've noticed my journey from when I started a podcast to now and just how much the more you do it, you just kind of get more comfortable. And then you start, I start to say these things and I'm like, shit, I didn't even know I knew that. Like It's like, and then it flows and you just feel when you're in alignment, you're in alignment, you're just doing it. You don't have to think about it. It's like, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so nice when you can get feedback from people or hear somebody say something that they admire what you've done because you're, when you're actually in your truth, mm-hmm. right? When you're actually doing what you feel is right and somebody sees that, it's an amazing feeling. And you know it came from you, not from someone you copied. Yeah. Do you know how many people are going through that right now? This is such an important conversation. So many people are copying everybody and mm-hmm. nobody knows shit. The more I know, the more I learn and you know, you hear, you hear like Eric Godsey talk about these different books and Kyle and you know, people in our group. And I start to think the more I learn, I'm like, I don't know shit. Like I, <laughs> the more I learn, the less I, I realize that I know, which is a great thing. It's a humbling thing, but it makes me also realize that a lot of people are just following other people's, what they're saying. It's like, okay, they're at this level, so I'm just going to listen to them because it seemed to work for them. And then they're listening to somebody else. Like who actually really knows? Nobody, nobody <laughs> has the full answer. Yeah, you know? that's, it's crazy, right? It's like we're all just bouncing off each other and we assume because somebody is at a successful point in their life in one area that they know everything about everything. Mm. Like, well, you've done well here. Okay. Well, you must know everything. <laughs> like, right. And that's the credit that we give people sometimes. And we take away our own power and our own knowledge because we assume somebody else knows more than we do about certain things. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you when I joined FFS, I joined because I read Aubrey Marcus's uh, On the Day, Own Your Life, and I admired Aubrey immensely. I identified myself with uh, everything he said. It sounded like it was everything I wanted to be and achieve, Uh, taking away certain parts, the relationship portion, which uh, I disagreed with, Uh, but... Uh, nonetheless, very admirable person. And so I joined FFS and um, I got to tell you, he is still a person I admire, but I've realized that he's human. Yeah, me too. And he has flaws. And uh, there's some things that I've got down that he still hasn't. And it's like, huh, like there is not one, like you said, like what you said is just so powerful. There's not one person that has it down. It's literally us learning, uh, you know, from, you know, there's one through five levels, right? And so if you're at level one, you're learning from level two and threes. If you're at level two, you're learning for level threes and fours. And then when you're at level five, like you're still having to relearn all those levels because things shift. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I always say I'm a student of life. I can learn from a baby and I can learn from, you know, an elder. And, uh, that's what makes life so beautiful. And the moment that you think you know it all, that's when you know, you know, nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, just just the thought of just being curious about things. Mm. Like I love learning and hearing somebody that has a different perspective on shit. Especially what's going on in the world. Like I I really appreciate people that have their own opinions about things and aren't scared to say them. Whether they're right or wrong is Mm. is irrelevant. It's the open dialogue to have the Mm. conversation, you know? Like, well done for having an opinion. That's what makes us human. Mm-hmm. And if the, you shut that down and we censor everything to go one way or the other, then it just becomes boring. It becomes, we don't really know, we, we don't allow ourselves to grow. It's, it's so important to challenge your beliefs. Our, you know, our, we, we have these, you know, our, conver- our, our um, what's that bias? Confirmation bias, right? Mm-hmm. And Mark Manson talks about this. He says, it's really important to have the conversation with people and challenge what you believe sometimes, because then it's not only going to allow you to learn, but it's going to strengthen your belief in what you believe as well. There's so many things that can happen. And I just think like having that open mind and being able to just the humbleness that, huh, okay. I know what I know from what I've learned in my background and from my surroundings but I don't know everything and I'm open to learn from people. And like you mm-hmm. said, student life, I use that as a slogan in my podcast. Like that's literally what we have to be. We don't have to, but I encourage people to be. You get to. You get to. At the end of the day, everybody is a teacher. Everybody. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. relationship, everyone you meet, if you, if you really can learn that everybody can teach us something as we go. Every relationship, everything is happening for a reason. Mm. Some smaller than others, but it's a powerful thing. And, and, and just to understand that it's not, we're not trying to hit, you know, the finish line here. Mm. Like we're, even the finish line would be when you're dying, but even dying is not the finish line. You know, it's like the next thing. And I think that getting comfortable with the journey of the growth and having conversations like this and really admiring, you know, where we've been and where we're at and where our potential, where we could go and the ups and the downs is, is what the magic is, is the whole beauty of this whole journey is, right? I think the climb is the most important part because once yeah. you get to the top, you're already there. And we're so focused on getting to that top that we forget to enjoy the climb. And then we get to the top and I always said to myself, and this was a tough lesson I learned, as fast as you want it, as fast as I'll go. And that is something that happened all my life. I was 19 when I met my ex-husband. I married young. I divorced young uh, because I wanted everything so fast and I didn't stop. And I thought I knew it all. And I've always been one to everything I learn, I want to teach. Mm -hmm. I'm always one to I'm quick to be the talker. You know, you put me in front of a room and I will be the one leading the crowd and speaking. And it has been a humbling experience to learn to shut up and listen and learn Mm. uh, because I don't know it all. And that is why, you know, like I said, I was scheduled to come out with this, uh, this coaching program uh, of, uh, it was you it was going to be a, a at your own pace coaching program for real estate and uh branding marketing and all of that stuff and i said hold on a second this is i need to step back and i need some more time to learn to provide my audience and my people with 
the best, you know, uh, that I can give. Um, because this year has been a true just eye opener for me that there's so much more to business than just making money and filling those voids of having the nice car, the house and the luxuries. Um, and so I want to truly be able to put the two together, you know, uh, blending spirituality with business. And that I think is the true definition of success. Uh, so, uh, and, and, you know, I think that it's society who has, I, I admire kids so much because when we're young, I have an 11 year old brother. And so I've seen it firsthand. There's so many questions they ask and they challenge you. They want to know the why, why this, why that. And as we grow, uh, society uh, tells us, don't ask the why, just get it done. And then we become robots. And then we're an autopilot just going through life because, you know, this is what is said. This is how it needs to be done. And this is the end goal. And if you don't do it this way. So then you have all these gurus that you know come and say well you know success with success is hard work uh hustle dedication this and that i mean like it's easy for you to say because you already got there but let's truly break it down to how you get there the behavioral science behind how you got to that success it's very easy to motivate people and pep talk and just throw the hustle motivation work hard uh all these meanings that are like they're just words you know and i'm not by any means discrediting any coach or any guru out there but i just think that there's got to be more raw uh out there and vulnerability vulnerability of uh okay well this is how this is truly what it takes and this is the behavioral science and these are the habits that uh take not just hustle not just uh, what is hustle? What is the definition of hustle? It's easy, it's easy for us to say, just hustle to get here. Because maybe it was in me. Maybe I was born a leader. What about for those people are, that are not born leaders but want to get there? Those are things that you can too develop. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's so powerful to remain children inside of us and continue to ask all these questions and challenge, like you were saying, challenge others' beliefs. Uh, and it's such a powerful time right now to do that, you yeah. know, without getting into fights, without getting into arguments, just truly being able to put yourself in the other person's mind. You know, what's their perspective? What's their take? Yeah. Yeah. Just listening to mm -hmm. instead of thinking we know everything. And I really like what you're saying because you have created success for yourself. You know, like you've done it, like you've killed it. And I know that you've talked about that so many times in other podcasts. And I'm so glad that we got to explore kind of like more about your story and what you're going through because this is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you have created it and you have it, now you can say, look, that's great. But like here like not everybody's going to be wired like I am. And that is so important because, mm -hmm. you know, when, and, and to be able to kind of look back and go, yeah, I have the results, but it's not necessarily going to be like that for you. So you're going to need to figure out, you know, and tie in a spiritual practice on how that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Because not every, you're right. Not everybody is wired to be this hustler. And what is it? It's like hustle is like, it's a, it's a great question. What does it even mean? I guess it just means like aligned focus consistently over time, right? 
what is the definite exactly yeah. it's like what is the definition of a hustle i mean how do you hustle there's it's yeah, such it's a vague different. word it's different for everybody mm-hmm. so i love that you like that you're exploring this with people because this is what people need and what i want to ask you is like what when obviously the word spirituality gets thrown around a lot mm. and i know that religion and spirituality are totally different things really but well different different in a way um but where what would your definition of spirituality be and how would that change how you would go about your normal day or business versus how you would have beforehand is that mm-hmm. mean like activities that you do and your routine or like what does that mean to apply this this spirituality word into your successful business life so uh you could be religious and spiritual or you can simply be spiritual and uh, yeah. i was able to identify that um, because growing up, I grew up Catholic. I went to yeah. Catholic school. I went to, uh, it was all women, nuns. It was insane. And, uh, I've had my baptism, my first communion, you know, all the, all the stuff that goes with, ca- uh, being Catholic. And, uh, when I did my first communion, I had to prepare to, uh, talk to priest. Yeah. And tell him my sins. Now, at 10 years old, there's not many sins that I have other than I lied to my mother, you know, kind of thing. But there was something uneasy for me there. Why do I have to share my sins with a man that's deemed uh, worthy of having that direct connection with God and then God relay the message to him as to what I need to do to repent and be forgiven and him give me the message. Why can't I have that direct conversation with God? And that's where it just didn't click for me. So I do believe that there is a God and I do pray, but Mm. I have my direct connection with God. Mm. Uh, My family is Catholic, uh, but I would not, that's why I ended up labeling myself spiritual because it's a connection with your spirit. Spiritual is spiritual. So the connection with the self, uh, I know there is a higher self, there's a higher power, which is God. Um, and so part of being in connection with your spirit is finding that space to connect to it. Because again, the spiritual word gets thrown around, often and it's like the new woo-woo thing you know just like being vegan is the woo-woo thing now right so everybody's spiritual but what is spirituality to you and it's connecting with my spirit so giving myself allowing myself that downtime to sort of block out everything that has me on autopilot you know and truly connect within and to do that you know i've found my my practices that i incorporate to my daily life. So, you know, go, before going to bed, I'll put uh, a meditation that will allow me to sort of just unwind my thoughts and start to prepare for my sleep because the thoughts that we have before going to sleep uh, tend to magnify in our dreams. Um, and uh, for example, I've always had this crazy I guess, superpower uh, that many can identify with, but I'll have a dream and it's very vivid. Um, Actually, when I've done planned medicine, I guess um, 
I don't get uh, encrypted messages. I don't see a dragon. I don't see these different things that, for example, Eric Godsey talks about. I just get messages. I get downloads. Uh, so when I've done ayahuasca, when I've done mushrooms, I just get told Maria, boom, 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 boom. Uh, so yeah. same thing with dreams. You know, when you're dreaming, you're experiencing the same thing that happens uh, when you're in psychedelics, right? It's, just, it's tapping into the same part of the subconscious of your brain. And so uh, my dreams, I dream like I'm having a conversation with a man on Zoom. I don't know who the man is. I don't know. I've never seen this microphone before. And then a month later, I'm here in front of Lance, and I know this is my microphone because it's my new office. And it's like, holy shit, I just dreamed this a month ago. And a month ago, I didn't know who it was because I hadn't met you. A month ago, I didn't have this house, for example. So, you know, and that yeah. happens all the time for me. So because that happens, then I'm afraid to dream things. And I can't, I don't know if it's, because sometimes I have bizarre dreams that are not at all aligned with the normal. And that's because I went to sleep watching a, a, a movie of like guns and fighting. I went to sleep thinking about, you know, so uh, I'm very careful about how I go to sleep. So that's something I've definitely incorporated in my practice, just putting mm -hmm. my meditation before going to sleep. What meditation is it? Let's get specific. Which one is it? Uh, I actually just, depending on how I feel, I'll okay. go on Google and I'll put like meditation for uh, uh, guided meditation for sleep or like I'll put guided meditation for, um, for example, for stress relief right. or for, you know, whatever it is that I'm feeling at the moment. I, I'll be honest, I haven't been able to quite pin like the one I like. Yeah. I like to change. Same. And then I'll say, oh, I like this one. So I'll follow the guy on, on YouTube and I'll just use his. But then I'll, I'll want to change it up to someone else. Um, recently, I was doing the 21 Days of Abundance. Yeah. Uh, so that was my meditation to go to sleep for 21 days. That's Deepak Chopra, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't have anybody that I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to as far as meditation goes. Um, the other thing I do, again, I've incorporated yoga uh, and, and not just the exercise of yoga, but just the deeper part of, um, you know, why am I really Part of spirituality is knowing that your body is simply the vehicle to get you through life to master and achieve your purpose and so when you understand that it's like you start caring for your body in a different way it's no longer about vanity because people exercise to look good in the outside and they don't understand that looking good in the outside comes as a result of looking good in the inside right so if you exercise then you get the abs right if you eat healthy you get the abs and so it's all these things that you need to do to just be gentle with your body so that has been the biggest thing for me learning to be gentle with my body so i've realized that yoga is more than just uh the trophy wife thing to do yoga is really and a moment for myself to stretch every single part of my body. Mm -hmm. um, I've recently started studying the chakras, which I'm not fit enough uh, and uh, comfortable enough to talk about yet because I'm still learning. But I know that has a lot to do with it and aligning all of those. And I have friends who help me align my chakras. And, and again, I, I'm not comfortable enough to talk about yeah. it yet. But I have friends that are knowledgeable and are one step ahead that have helped me.
during that process. So I do the yoga um, and then I do meditate throughout the day. And, you know, meditation is so the word meditation is so like, I guess, overrated as far as, okay, you got to be in this quiet place. You got to do this, that, blah, blah, blah. You can meditate literally right now. You and I can close your eyes and have a meditation. And part of that meditation is your breath work. And that is what has been so huge for me. Truly just. Yeah, it's big time. It's soothing. It allows me to continue with my day and allows me to make the right decisions. And uh, it's just, it's just overall has just changed my life and then part of it too is the constant asking that you mentioned earlier is this for the ego or the soul and i apply that with business as well um you know i always say uh i treat my clients like if they were uh, family all of my clients because in my business we don't sell a product we sell ourselves like we are the service we sell a service and so i have a saying um and i say and i'm having a a brain fart right now uh uh, basically clients over transactions uh is is what i care for so i care about my clients um before collecting that paycheck but that being said, that's a very strong statement. It's very easy to say I care for my clients when a transaction is going smooth, but when you've showed them 10, 20 properties and they're still not satisfied and you have to tell them you're right, we have to keep looking rather than telling them, oh no, there's one of these that makes sense, get it and get done with it, right? So that's when you're truly challenged mm-hmm. and that's when you truly need to be in in alignment and at truth with yourself and okay are you truly for your clients or is that just another slogan you use to attract clientele Mm. um and that's where the spirituality comes in of being in truth with yourself and saying i have to tell you none of these work for you we're gonna have to probably look at 10 more homes it's going to take me that much more but it's all worth it because I will be in truth with myself. I will feel good by being truthful to you. And I mean, in in turn, you get more business. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, So that's very important, not to mention uh, just being in alignment and being at peace allows you to deal with, you know, that customer service portion a lot easier uh, with all that negativity that comes from social media and, uh, having a place a a voice a platform there's a lot of negativity that comes so being able to have that strong um mind of i know what i'm doing i'm certain of what i'm doing because i'm in alignment and i'm at truth with myself so what are you doing because hurt people hurt people and that's just a bunch of people that are hurt that are hurting others Uh, so um i think that that would be my answer my long answer to your question great answer yeah and essentially it's like am i operating out of love or fear right Mm. i mean that's usually i got that from aubrey and it's just such a Mm. simple way to look at it you know it's either love or fear and that Mm. comes from anthony Demello awareness which is an amazing book by the way if you haven't read it or listened to it it's like i got it from kave but i think kave got it from aubrey (laughs) absolutely game-changing like 
It was like, uh, yeah. especially right now, um, with what's going on in the world, awareness is one of the best books, if not the best books I could have read right now. Like it just completely opens up your, your eyes and it's, it really comes down to that. You know, is this from love or fear? It's, you know, your ego or your soul. And it's really, it really can be that simple. Right? And, and, and it's right there. You know, what yeah. is love soul? You know, that's your yeah. soul. Yeah. Love is the answer to everything. Yeah. Truth comes from love because when you have love, you're able to speak your truth. Totally. So that is powerful right there. Is there any particular books that have changed it for you? Like ones that maybe you're reading now or something that you can recommend to somebody that maybe sort of in this either beginning of their journey or maybe somewhere in the middle that you could recommend that's impacted you quite a bit? Uh, I, uh, my favorite book and it's very easy to read. The author is so good at writing it where you can follow easily mm. is, um, many lives, many masters. Uh, and awesome. that was, Oh, Who's I the shared author? it. Many uh, lives, many Brian lives. Wise. Cool. Brian White Wise. We'll Brian link it Wise. in the show notes for people too. Absolutely. And he has other books um, called Story of Love and uh, one other. There's three, I think, that he has. And that is a basic introduction to a spirituality. And it is a brutal, uh, 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 how do I, so he's a science, uh, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. So psychiatrists operate from science. And uh, I won't give it away, but basically it's about a psychiatrist who starts doing regressions and uh, hypnotherapy on a patient that ends up being able to tap into like 80 past lives. And so he's, you know, at first he's like, well, I'm a science guy, you know, this, this is not factual. You know, you can't prove uh a soul you can't prove eternal eternal lives you can't prove there's death life death you know there is there's all these things that you can't prove and you just got to believe uh and there's tons of scientists that have um uh, based on um patients that have been able to do this and they've ruled out any other potential uh reason for it whether it's i don't know schizophrenia or something like that uh, they've ruled out all these things. And so there is a lot of scientists that uh, have spoken up about this, him being one of them. And it's beautiful because he talks about the many lives um, that a soul has and the intern between the life and death and what happens in between. And that there are masters out there, uh, you know, our ancestors communicating with us. Uh, and in order for you to to tune into them, they come and go. And when you're in when you're in the process of you're living, you die, and then you're ready to incarnate into a new life. There's that learning process where you basically grasp everything you just learned from your current life. Um, and uh, if you fulfilled your purpose, you get to move on to a greater life. If you don't, you sort of stuck with the same karma and that's where the word karma comes in right uh, that we hear so much karma is a bitch karma will get you um and uh so in that interim state 
is when the masters speak to him, to the, the scientists, through the patient. And he learns so much stuff. And, you know, a lot of us are afraid of death. I used to be afraid of death. And that book was mind-blowing because I'm no longer afraid of death because I know that after death is something greater for me. And as long as I do good in this body, I'm going to be, you know, at, at, at a higher level as I climb the ladder, right? Um, I wish I had the book on me because there is some beautiful, beautiful jewels that he throws at the end. Uh, but, you know, fear of death, uh, that anxiety, um, that lack of understanding to one another. Um, he explains at the end that we're all equal. Yeah. We're all equal. And uh, then, you know, when you hear the word, we're all equal, well, we're not. Some people are rich, some are poor, some are taller, shorter, whatever the case. And the way he explains it, which is beautiful, he explains it as a diamond. And when you take a diamond, Think of a diamond that has many facets. And if you polish a couple facets, those facets look beautiful, but there's other ones that aren't unpolished, so they don't look so nice. They're all the same diamond, but some are more polished than others. So that's who we are. We're all a diamond, and we get to polish ourselves through our many lives that we live. And so we're born with more sides polished, than others, but we're all the same diamond. Uh, and so we're all at different parts, you know, and that's where the saying young soul and old soul comes in, but we're still equal. And it was a beautiful, I'm actually going to text it to you after this sure. because it fits so well right now. Like there's no black, white, Hispanic, Latino. There's no ugly, pretty. There is no rich, poor. There is no, there is just, human humanity and that we all are actually equal so super powerful for this yeah. time mind you he wrote this book back in 2008 and it's like he knew this was coming mm. so beautiful beautiful book and then another book i recommend i just started reading it but i took it from a lot of people that are reading it and it was like huh uh, there's something to be read from this book if these people are reading it and i started it and it's amazing. It's called Becoming Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the man himself, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That book is just like, oh, my God. Amazing. You read it? You, you finished I, it? You know what? I'm halfway through. It's uh. one of these books that I haven't finished yet, but like the stuff that I did go through is, is life-changing. And I do the meditation from that book. I do nice. the, um, I do the one that's uh, tuning into new potentials. Mm. That's like such an amazing book, though. Like the stuff that you he teaches you about the energy field. Where are you in the book? Now I'm probably within the first two chapters. Oh, it's yeah. been I, I really just started it, but it's been so powerful. Yeah. And like I usually listen to books, but there's some books that, that I have to read because I have to highlight. Uh, many lives, many masters being one of them. I recommend actually reading it, highlighting all the jewels that there are there because you can go back when you need it. It's like a Bible. You open it in the yeah. right passage and tell you something. It's one of those. Okay. So this book, uh, Becoming Supernatural, has been the same. I've been slow um, about reading it, 
I literally just got it the day before yesterday. Nice. I came in the mail and I started reading it yesterday. I've been slow about it uh, because it's like I'm going back and like highlighting and then I'm like taking it in and like it's just, but it's powerful. And I posted it on my social media yesterday and everybody yeah. was like, oh my God, this is an amazing book. It's an amazing book. So it's like, there's something to be said and why I would recommend it without fully reading it because I mean, I'm on chapter two and it's like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Joe Dispenza's work is just one of these things. I've taught, I don't know how many times I've talked about him on the show. Like it's the, the guy basically bridged the gap for me from like, thinking things were woo woo to like science. Mm. And that's why he takes really complicated scientific things and makes them easily digestible, right? Like he, he takes the law of attraction and gratitude, the stuff that may seem that is unbelievable because you can't prove it, but then he takes science and he proves it that mm. the actually it changes your brain. It changes you like it's measured like, and you can see the difference that it's, it's had in people. And that's why it's so important is, is people like him are doing some of the most important work on the planet right now. Him alone has opened so many doors for people. Mm. Like, and even somebody like Aubrey, somebody that can explain topics like that in a way that may be very difficult to understand, but in a way that's easily digestible, right? And that's why like, I, I really like people that can, that's really what teaching is, right? It's being able to take these things, breaking it down so that it's easy to, to and un, you can understand it, you know, because well, there's, there's a lot of people that teach stuff and it's like, what? There's too much, too much like science jargon. There's too much, I can't understand it, but like it's, it's explaining these things in a way that's like, ah, okay, I can, I get it in my own life, you know? They say that if you can't explain it to a fifth grader, you don't know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Dumbing it down basically to the basics. And I love people that can do that. Brian Ways uh, with uh, Many Lives, Many Master. And I think I'm butchering his last name, but I butcher every other word. I'm Hispanic. <laughs> um, but Brian, uh, him with Many Lives, Many Masters does the same thing. His reading is so, it's basic, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so detailed that it almost puts you there. Mm -hmm. It's one of those books that I had goosebumps the whole time while reading it. Very powerful book. And then the other book I would recommend is um, The Four Agreements by uh, by uh, 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 Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. He, he has a short version of it, which is an audio. I read the book, but I also got the audio, which is like a, a three-hour audio. Yeah. And whenever I'm doubting myself, when I'm going through a hard moment, I put that audio and I think it's so beautiful to remember those four agreements because literally those are just like the philosophy to life is those yeah. four agreements. That should be a prerequisite for every powerful. human. Every human should read that book. Like Absolutely. I, it's, it's short, it's easy to read. We'll link that in the show notes too. I highly recommend it's, there's some books that I think every human needs to read. Whatever language it is, those agreements are just, there are things that we should live by. Mm. You know, they're just, it's just so important. And it's such, such an important book for, you know, wherever you're at in the journey, you know, mm. and to kind of give the foundation. And to just a reminder as well, it's one that you can go back and visit. 
Right. So. Absolutely. Where can we find you? Where is the best place to check you out? And what can we look forward to coming out here? Uh, so Instagram, Maria Camilla underscore Miami. My uh, website, it's maccabirealestate.com. And there you'll have all the links to everything else. Pretty much my Instagram has a link, Jeannie, to all my other links as well. Uh, looking forward to coming out with uh, finally this coaching program, revised coaching program. Um, thinking beginning to middle of 2021 because um, there's a lot to be learned and a lot to go through before I think that I, I, I bring this out for people. And uh, thank you so much for providing this safe container and this space to share such uh, incredible journey. I mean, you are the first person I get to share this with. And I love that my people will be able to hear this from you. Mm. Uh, being an FFS member, um, I think that's, that's beautiful and something to be said there. Thank you. I really, I appreciate that. And, you know, you have so much medicine to give the world. Like it's, it's, and this being the first time that we've actually chatted, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like how powerful that's going to be and how many people you're going to help. Like you have a gift, like you will be able to help a ton of people. And the fact that you're able to kind of go in and realize that, you know, you, you have one gift that you could teach people, but now you can kind of go back and be like, wow, I'm going to like tweak this and I'm going to like, I'm going to teach these people, you know, the more spiritually aligned with the business side of things. And it's really going to impact people. Like I can like, because that's what people need right now. There's too much emptiness. There's too much go, go, go become this hustling entrepreneur. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But at the same time, the more you slow down and you, you, you do these other spiritual practices, the better you're going to be at being the hustler, the better you're going to be at that entrepreneur because you won't burn out and you're going to be actually happy with doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Like Kyle says, do be, do be, do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Oh man, this was, this was amazing. And if we can walk away with one takeaway for the audience of one lesson that adversity has taught you, what would it be? Oof. Wow. There's so many. <laughs> I, uh, I think uh, my message would be focus on aligning yourself with your higher self and the answer will be right there to whatever it is you're looking for. Just align yourself and it's all within. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This is make sure to check out Maria, everybody. She's doing amazing things and just truly, truly grateful to have you. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to follow Maria. This episode was a real treat for me and it just solidifies the idea of why I do this. I got so much out of this and she's just such a powerful woman. Make sure to follow her on Instagram. Make sure to check out her story. She's amazing. And most importantly, I love you guys. Subscribe to the podcast. Come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. All the best. Have an amazing day.